What's up, everybody? This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is my podcast. Short topic tonight. Uh, this is something that I'm only going to spend probably four minutes on at most, but it was a question that came up, and I want to answer it. The question has two parts to it. If you are allergic to dairy and you can't have whey protein, you can't have casein, are there alternatives to dairy protein, whey protein? And that's that's the first part. The second question being, I don't eat meat. Where can I get protein from? So this is something that's probably more applicable to vegetarians and vegans. So to answer these two questions together, there are many alternatives to dairy protein. There There are many alternatives to animal proteins. And I'll list them all together. They're kind of under the same umbrella. If you are someone that is allergic to whey or that does not, just for a reason, does not consume dairy, you have egg white protein that's available to you, egg protein. Egg protein is actually very highly bioavailable. It's very comparable to whey protein. And for people that don't consume whey and can reasonably afford it, I often recommend egg protein as it's just a very, it's a very excellent protein. Phenomenal amino acid profile. It gives you everything you need. Very filling. Uh, if you get a, you know, a good product, it tastes good mixes well, and that would be the best alternative. If you don't consume whey and you're not willing to eat eggs, you do have plant protein alternatives. This, so to rattle some off, this is not a comprehensive list, but to rattle some off, you have pea protein, you have rice protein, you have hemp protein, you have sort of exotic protein such as cranberry protein, uh, banana protein, what else? Uh, I think it's like you have soy protein. Yeah, I usually don't recommend soy, but a high quality, highly processed soy isolate can be decent. You have some alternative, you know, nut, uh, you know, nut seed proteins as well. Now, these are nece- not necessarily com- complete proteins, and they I have all twenty-two amino acids in them. Nor are they necessarily favorable proteins in the sensibility that, that their bioavailability is really high. What is bioavailability? Bioavailability means that the protein that you consume that your body uses essentially all of it and it gets incredibly, it gets completely absorbed. The highest, most bioavailable protein you can have is whey protein followed by egg protein followed by, I want to say casein and then it goes kind of like a, if I remember correctly, it's beef, uh, chicken, fish, pork. And then plant proteins are all beneath that. Plant proteins are not inferior in the sense that they are useless, but they are not as effective in the sense that they are less bioavailable. Their amino acid profiles are not comparable to plant, to animal proteins. They are not. They are not. So plant protein and animal protein, they don't truly compare with each other. Animal protein is superior, but that does not imply that having plant protein is stupid or that you shouldn't bother using it. So as I said, if you got you have pea, soy, cranberry, rice, hemp, a few others, you have plant alternatives that you can utilize if you are someone that does not consume animal protein of any kind. And I'll include some links to that, uh, you know, in this article. Hopefully, you'll be able to check that pro- those products out. Myself personally, I actually use a pea soy isolate blend protein from time to time. It's not the it's not the sole protein that I consume, but it's a chocolate flavored pea and soy isolate. It tastes good. It mixes well. The satiety is very high. It has some fiber in it, and I like it. I like it. It's a good alternative when I get tired of eating chicken and beef and fish and I don't feel like having whey protein. I have my plant protein. It works great. I have never noticed any ill effects or lessened effects from 
consuming that you know, post-workout or in the morning versus whey protein. I think it works great. And bear in mind, too, that, you know, for everyone listening to this, protein sources, they don't count only from animals. Actually, let me, let me rephrase that. Protein sources, you want to count everything that you consume, not just the animal protein. So if you're eating oatmeal, for example, oatmeal has protein in it. You should include that as part of your daily intake. If you drink almond milk, almond milk has protein. If you drink regular milk, regular milk has protein. If you consume rice, if you have children's cereal even, if you have, you know, most vegetables will have some small amount of protein in them. That counts towards your daily intake. So I've seen it happen sometimes where people will, you know, I like to ask them to record their food for me, let me know what you're eating. And they tell you their protein intake, but they only include the chicken, the fish, and the protein shakes they had. They don't include the grains, they don't include the vegetables, they don't include the fruit. Even fruit can have a gram or two of protein in it. That still counts. It's not going to be the primary source of protein in the diet, but if you had an avocado, you had oatmeal for breakfast, you had brown rice during the day, you're going to reasonably get probably 20 to 30 grams of protein from that. That's not insignificant. That, that counts. And your body is going to use all of it. Your body's going to digest it. Just because it's not an animal source of protein does not mean that your body is denying its usage. That does not mean that it does not count towards calories. It does not mean it does not count towards macros. That does not mean that your body encounters, you know, an incomplete, you know, let's say, uh, peanut protein, is, you know, and your body somehow says, oh, no, it's peanut protein. Useless, not a complete amino acid profile. I'm not going to digest it. That, that, that's, that's bullshit. Your body utilizes everything that you eat. So if there is a, any amount of protein in it, incomplete or not, in any given food, your body is going to use that for protein for amino acids. Hopefully that clears up for some of you. And hopefully for some of you listening, you now have some alternatives for, you, have some, you now have some alternative protein sources that you can utilize in your daily nutrition, you know, daily eating lifestyle and all that. I will end this there. And if you guys have any questions or comments or further inquiries, as always, feel free to ask and contact me. Good luck and good eating in this case.